I know it's uh I had a lot of guest sets today on the Sunday services and um but I miss seeing your face and Maria's and so I said you guys and in when my set started I got a text message my phone was sitting right next to me going can I still come <laughs> from Maria <laughs> yeah and she so she closed out oh nice that's cool yeah what the hell how many people I think there's like in the 20s you had about 20 ish yeah like 25 people that's Jackie. That's amazing. Every, yeah. Every weekend. So, I mean, it feels so consistent. Yeah. It feels a little low, but it doesn't feel, um, I mean, I've been working on this. I've been working on a comparable set for eight months, you know, right. you can only four, expect four is low, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Four so you, the you open have mic. a crowd size crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a, that's a light crowd size. Yeah. That's, it was, yeah, and it was, uh, it was actually fun. I got lost. I had written, I had taken the time to write a set list for the first time in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, but I got caught in everybody else's set. Like, you know, a bunch of people did other sets. And I was like, well, maybe I should work on that. You know, no, right. work on the set list. Those are the jokes. Cause I, I've done, I think a couple of things are, are, are pretty done. I'm doing the live uh, magic show tonight. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Is it the yeah. the last one of the season? Or no, no, it's okay. the last one of the weekend. I thought okay. I was doing all three nights, but I'm only doing tonight, and right. that's fine. And um, and so I I was just writing a, and so I wrote a set list for that, and in the middle of my set today at the Sunday services, I was like. Oh, I should work on that. So I was like, no, no, you have us. So I kept getting this poor bastards. You were distracted me. by yourself. I was distracted by myself. It was it felt <laughs> very stand up y. <laughs> uh, well, I did like two minutes. Yeah, you literally you got up and you just wanted to work on that on that new on that new bit. That was well, great. You, that new bit is uh, has changed dramatically over the last week. You know what happened? What it's, happened? It, it's a bit, the premise is white people should be going after white people. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so part of that, there's like, right now I have three different little chunklets. And one mm-hmm. of them was very close to something that was done on the Amber Ruffin show about uh, Eastern European names and Irish names. Oh, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I don't think I can do mine anymore. It's too you can, close." But it felt too close. It feels too close, and I have it. And I tried it. Like after I watched her bit, I, I was like, "Well, I can't for sure. I can't do the Irish one because it's almost the same." She just picked different names, and like, she, oh right, she picked Sarsha and Sinead, and I and I was doing Siobhan. I'm like, "There's yeah. no, okay, it's too close." Okay, um, <laughs> and that, that's fine because it's the same. You know, I was just repeating a joke I had already done, basically, mm-hmm. and then uh, so the east. I was doing Polish names and she kind of did it a little more broad. And I thought, well, maybe I can, cause mine's specific, a little yeah. more specific. Maybe I can get away with it still. But then I felt like when I was doing it, I felt like. Ugh. You didn't feel good about it. No, I didn't feel good about it. Wow. And you know, it's not, it's Who not. Who was it's, doing it? Amber. A- the a- Amber Ruffin. She has a show on NBC. Oh, well. Yeah. I, it's a, it I'm, was, a, I'm in the yes. other part of show business. It's on, it's on TV, but but or it's on the Peacock Network, and um, but it's it's one of those things where it wasn't like it's it's commenting what you're commenting on current events, you know, oh, that's bound to happen. Yeah, you're gonna you're you're gonna have bits that bump into bits, and uh, and so I I just thought, well, I can lose that, and I have this other angle that's a little kookier, yeah. anyway, and yeah, um, yeah. that I tried on your show, and I I'm like I can just sort of steer the uh, steer the ship that way and yeah. uh, say the stuff that I want to say in a different direction and that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah and it and it's still it's really funny and it's just you know actually it's a nice little challenge to write yeah, yeah, yeah. write more on it and in Yeah, and it's the other thing it's like so it's what really helps is the more you can personalize something that's uh uh 
occurrence event, right? Yeah, something so, so broad, you better make it personal. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone is doing that joke. Yes, then it starts to become yours and something that no one else is going to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, step on, right? So. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's the challenge of our times when we're all leading the same lives now. We're all at home. Like, I'm like, I can't, my, my personal life is no different from anyone else's anymore. So it's not, you know, th- there's very few things that, uh, that I feel are peculiar enough to make it into my act. <laughs> yeah, did you, know? you, did you make it for Deb D. Giovanni's set or Jeff no, swimming? I, I went head right to the pool. Yeah. She had a great line about how about single people and quarantine and yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting because there's so many, there's only so many angles, right? Yeah. You, you better make it personal. And I remember getting that advice literally in 1985 from Vanda Michalowski. Do you know Vanda Michaels? Vanda Michaels. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I knew her, but I don't know if I knew, knew, I knew of her, but I don't know if I knew her. In 1985 when she was 23, I was right. She made yeah. a list, right? Yeah. yeah, she made that list, and I it's posted on my website if anybody wants to look at advice. Anyway, but the thing she said was she was like, make things personal, and then her examples were hilariously 1985. <laughs> they were like, aren't commercials dumb? Uh, aren't punk rockers weird or something like that? And it was so funny. It was uh, it was very interesting. They were weird, Jackie. They were. <laughs> they remain weird. Uh, Johnny then, Rotten is a Trump supporter. Oh, that's, from the Sex uh, Pistols, John uh, John Lydon. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. it does make sense. He's, just he, because those those old rebels that end up just being they just like to be contrarian. Yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're button pushing fuckwits, and yeah. um, I I have an interest in typing so, you several names that you already know. So I'm yes, not going but to. do it. But, but, okay. but it's like that. Um, you know, the, their beliefs are based on what your beliefs are because they're just going to believe the opposite. And it's it's almost the way God, there's this really interesting article in the New York Times about how how Trump killed liberal comedy shows, you know, but how part of their what did it say? like the, the conservative joy in whatever they do is watching uh, liberals respond, you know, mm-hmm. like like. There's one thing where you watch as a comic, you watch a laugh, and then then you watch other the people not laughing, right? So yeah, I mean, it, no matter what kind of a comic you are, you, it, it's always interesting to see, you know, to the prudish people, their arms closed or someone. I don't think that's funny. So it, it is always no matter what you're where you're coming from politically, it's always interesting who dislikes what you're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I but, have this to say. I did mm-hmm. a show this weekend that was a um, that was a it was a it was a private right. Mm-hmm. Someone had hired for their their thirty ninth birthday a bunch of comics, and it was Ko Comedy kind of booked it, okay. and so Ron Vi was on it, Erica Rhodes, um, myself, a bunch of great comics, and yeah. um, so was it like a Bay Area show? Uh, like I for think a Bay Area we'll see, you, person? you know Sammy, right? You know yeah. Sammy, and oh, so man. he, yes. yeah, and he hosted, and uh, I, I know he didn't know that he was doing this because mm-hmm. he didn't know the guy was there. The guys, the guy whose birthday it was, his dad voted for Trump, and his dad okay. was in the audience, so he was like, so I, I saw from the emails that your dad voted for Trump, and uh, it's a good thing <laughs> he's here. And then all of a sudden, it was, oh, he is here. There he is. It's Francis. And so it, it almost ruined the show. It, it like, it added oh. this other layer of everybody had, uh, Atsuko, uh, Atsuko was on the show and mm-hmm. she was hilarious. She did this great line about, she has this bit about uh, the next neo-Nazi march that you yeah. end up seeing and what to do. And she's yeah. like, and Francis will be leading <laughs> the, the parade. Yeah. And, um, and he and the the guy himself went and got his mask that he doesn't wear. He said, "I don't wear it. I keep it in my pocket at Walmart till they tell me." And then he put it on, and it was a mask he had made that said, "Masks don't stop COVID." And yeah. so, literally, it just made everyone mad. Yeah. And so, I was supposed to go up last, but I had another set, and so I had to go up second to last, and I literally. I, I just did all of my, and I just saw him getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I was like, good, 
fuck you. And uh, and I was, I was and I literally I text the thread. I said I want to bail on this show because uh, he doesn't deserve stand. <laughs> but but his, it wasn't for him, family. it was for somebody else, right? Yeah, his family does. And his family was very nice. And I, later I got, you know, some nice tips and comments from tips? people. Yeah, I got some tips. Venmo. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like just lifestyle tips or, or, or <laughs> no, no, joke, cash, uh, cash on the cash on wait. the barrel head. Okay. But it was, yeah, it was the, um, yeah, it was it was a hell of a week. I had like six sets or six. You just held up a piece of paper, right? I well, I wrote down a bunch of things to talk about. Okay, I did that Wisconsin Democrat thing. Oh yeah, which had fifteen thousand people on it. Fifteen thousand people, like a Zoom. Fifteen thousand. Two hundred and seventy people on Zoom, and then wow. pushed to fifteen thousand. Wow. Oh, and it was so that's kind by. of like ideally, that's Lewis Lee's ideal show yeah. every yes, every yes, Friday, right? Yeah, you, yeah, it okay. is the Lewis Lee ideal. Mm-hmm. And um, the um, do you know by the way that that you could do a guest set at Acme any any week? Oh, boom! What do I have to do? Just email Lewis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you're looking for sets, and he he's doing them. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, cool. Okay, so it's fun. Um, but it was, uh, Bradley Whitford hosting. And then you could either like some people did pre-recorded stuff and some people, there was, uh, crowd work. Whitney Cummings did crowd work mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it's really hard on zoom to do crowd work. Yeah, it is. Or it's hard to do crowd work. If you haven't done it a bunch, like you have to be able to, like you should have a mouse. You can scroll pages. You should have a quick, yeah. I'm going to pin that thing. And I'm going to see, like, it's a, it's a separate skill. And she had not worked on it. Or I don't know if she had done any, like, I don't know why she didn't just do stand up. I guess. And she went long. We were all supposed to do five to sevens. Yeah. And everyone did tens. Yeah. And, um. That shit starts to add up. You think three, should add, three oh. five minutes, yeah, it starts to add up. I got up, uh, and, and a lot of people went more than 10, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I got up. It was two hours and 45 minutes into oh, the show. That's awful. Did you have to mm. watch the whole thing? I didn't have to. That I, I, I have a suspicion that's why Maria pre-recorded, because it would have driven her nuts to wait. <laughs> and um, But she did. She just did her set at the car- at a Zoom camera, essentially. Yeah. Um, essentially with the timing that you have on Zoom, mm-hmm. and she killed <laughs> She, it was like the, the, the comments lit up and That's it was, great. uh, yeah. And, but I, I was getting pers- like a bunch of Andy's friends went to the show and I got several text messages uh-huh. from, from, and he got text messages saying, Hey, uh, the people that are laughing in the zoom meeting are laughing over punchlines. And so there's 2,400 comments of people telling you to mute those people. And, uh, oh my God. yeah. So I called zoom the next day what? to ask well, to ask them about something else, about my admin situation. You know, I have that, the fanciest Zoom package. I did too. I didn't know that gave us privilege, like calling privileges. Do they pick up the phone? Yeah. They, oh. Uh, are you paying? Uh, I paid in advance in March and I didn't realize. I paid for the whole year. Yeah, me too. Like 150 or something? Um, I, I paid $166 a month. What? I have the fanciest... Wow. I just, I lost my goddamn, I don't know why, but if anyone, um, Jack, if you're going to spend, go spend on your, your guess spots. Who ans- yes. Guess who answers the phone? Yeah. Oh Zoom. my God. Yeah. They wow. took my call and, uh, and they, I said, you know, there's a, there's something I'd love to see on the thing. And the guy goes, Oh, you'd like to make a, a, a feature suggestion. And I was like, Yes, yes, that's exactly. And that feature, and I, I think I told you this via text or something, it would be that whoever's spotlighted mm-hmm. would be, um, would have their audio be the priority. Oh, yeah, louder audio. Yes. Yeah. That's a great and idea. It would be great. And then if it automatically lowered the rest of the people in the meeting to like yes. 35%, yeah, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah, it would be 70, such a great 30, feature. something like that. That'd yeah. be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a really good feature. Um, but so, so Whitney Cummings went long and then Bradley Whitford had to actually say at one point, you got to be done. Oh. Look, she really wants uh, Biden to be elected. All right. Get off her ass, Jackie. 
Right, I, totally. Judd Apatow talked about how he wasn't prepared, but get this, he pre-recorded, and so it was finite. <laughs> it was only five minutes, and, uh, and that was great. And, um, and you could tell that some people have been doing sets for eight months and other people have not. Right. That's all, you yeah. know? Um, so I was at, I, I, I did, I was supposed to do five to seven and I was at mm-hmm. seven and I wanted to do one more bit. And I, I, I looked, I looked, you inward. saw the other comics crying <laughs> after you. There was only Sarah Silverman after me. And I, okay. and I, I was just like, just the two hours, of the, shut up. They so I, I, I got off. They're getting the gist of it, right? Yeah. The comedians say something. I laugh. Got it. Yeah. Um, I did a show. I did a, um, we had the, this is the last week of puppy class on, oh, okay. uh, on Wednesday. And so we drive, my son and I drive out to Valencia and uh, we take a, we're part of a puppy class. It's in a gigantic room and everyone's all masked and uh, guarded and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so uh, Flappers offered me a set right at the time puppy class ends at seven o'clock. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I uh, I can leave uh, the show the puppy room at like six fifty. My son can wrap it up for us, and I'll I'll sit in the car and uh, do my set in the car. And so, of course, the show ran long. Shows always run long. I mean, every show. It doesn't matter if it's they start a little bit late. They run a little bit long. Yeah. So I didn't need to dash out. But uh, so I, I just did uh, a set from uh, the Honda in a parking lot in Valencia while my son uh, gave the dog an extra walk around the mall. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, I said that I would do a Jared Logan three. I didn't realize it was three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And I told Chris Titus that I would do his live studio show next Saturday, mm-hmm. Halloween night. And I'm supposed to also do the Jared Logan stream of blood thing. And I don't know what, to, I feel like the times are the, so, uh, and the, and the Titus show is live in his studio. You have to physically be there. Yes. So I'm thinking that I'm going to be doing stream of blood from my car. Yes. And, but which is a two hour show that I have to be the whole time. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Okay. Um, but it was really fun. I did that and Brian Posehn's uh, Dungeons and Dragons show this week. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Ken. Uh, oh God, this is my sixth hour on Zoom. I'm a little. I'm a little blurry. Uh, Ken Daly. Okay. And um, and so and Blanka Patch and Dan Telfer is the GM. All right. It's a. It was really fun, and I played my my. My, this is, I, I this, feel like all of those people really enjoyed themselves playing. Right, Dungeons and I'm going to say something that is not necessarily for you, but is for the listener. I played a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition character that I made about a year ago just for that show uh, called mm-hmm. Gaston Mansplain. And uh, <laughs> Gaston Mansplain, this. yes. Uh-huh. And I had such a good time playing that character that uh, it was so funny. For Jared's thing, I made a Harry Flashman character, which is this book series that uh, you would pr- you might like. It's historical fiction, mm-hmm. and the main character is just a piece of shit. Yes, and um, and I remember Andy suggested it to be the Flashman Papers. It's mm-hmm. called this. That's the name of the series, and Harry Flashman is essentially a guy based on a character that was in a, one of those classic books that the British made everybody read in junior high called Tom Brown's school days. When everyone was 14 in 1950, they had to read that stupid book. And there was a minor character who was a bully and a cad and a coward. And that guy's name was Harry Flashman. And so a guy in 1957 Mm -hmm. wrote, and it was written in eight in the 1850s, the Tom Brown school days in 1950s, a guy wrote, started writing this series, but whatever happened to Harry Flashman and Harry Flashman was in every major historical event between 19, 1855 and 1910. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a dozen books and he <laughs> is a monster. The guy is a rapist and a coward and a, uh, and he gets his come up. Classic he, Brit, if you will. Oh, the great thing about it is that it explains the British colonial experience. <laughs> and the only good thing about I Harry Flashman it. is that right. he knows he's a monster and he looks around at the other monsters going, yeah, that's what we're doing, right? Aren't we? And he's just, he's just, I remember reading the first book and thinking, why would Andy Ashcraft give me this book about this asshole? And then at the end of it, I was like, where is the next one? 
that reminds me when I saw the trailer for The Crown, which is yeah. coming out like very shortly after the election. Mm-hmm. They, uh, it looks like they're going to go into Mountbatten, <clears throat> Lord Mountbatten. Yeah. Who was uh, blown up by the IRA. Yep. Um, now, tragically, also a 14-year-old boy was with them on a boat. He was like on a fishing <laughs> oh. boat. Yeah. Was, so I, I didn't expect that to get a laugh, Jackie. But I yeah, didn't expect yeah. you to uh, not be sympathetic to Mountbatten at all. Oh, no. He's, a, he's a, he was like the last viceroy of India. He, he was like oh. that guy you're describing. And oh, was he? He was also, it's never proven, but... Um, uh, was what had like a, a pedophile ring in Northern Ireland where he would molest uh, Irish little little Irish boy orphans. Um, he and a but he and some other upper crust uh, some know, sort British of like pedophiles. devil's cadre of, yes. of upper crust assholes. Yes. Um, that's so, interesting because that never made it to the Milwaukee Journal when they lauded how great Mountbatten was when I when I read about it when he was killed. Wow, because that that's like, to me, that was the IRA's good kill, you know? Um, <laughs> plus, he, I mean, again, the, the 14-year-old boy, tragic error, but yeah, they, remember, it was, it was like a comedy trope with uh, Johnny Carson about how the IRA was actually always blowing themselves up, like, so awful. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, it's, it's kind of, I want to go back and watch some old monologues and <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just okay. saw something. Yeah, but wait, ahead. wait, wait. So Mountbatten, Prince Charles idolized Mountbatten. That's his uncle, I think, Uncle Dickie. And he's portrayed in The Crown by this guy named Charles. I forget his last name. He's a British actor. He's great. You, you see that guy, you're like, oh, that guy's seen him in great shit. And um, and so he's he's he had a he had a good showing in the last season that he was in of The Crown. And I really hope they get into what a shit bag, what a, what a, cla- the, like the worst kind. He's like Prince Andrew, but a little less reined in, right? Prince right, Andrew. caricature of Prince yes, Andrew. Yes, of what, yeah. uh, what a British uh, aristocrat was allowed to get away with for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. I think we're at 30. Should we do a break? Are we? 22. Oh, shit. Wow, pardon, Jackie. Pardon me while I look How around. Like, who said that? Who said it was at, we were at 30? Who thought we were at... Uh, all right. Somebody wants out of here. I, I also did a set for the Medusa people. Remember the, you know, the Medusa uh, with uh, Mary Bacay? and No, the, the, the name of their show is the Medusa show. It's an all women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. I like. Yes. And, uh, and, and, but the cool thing is, is she is booking because it's all online. She's booking nationally. Neat. So there was uh, a, a Chinese uh, American woman named Beatrice Yi, okay, um, who I think is from Taiwan, and I mean she's an American citizen now. But um, it was so funny because her stand-up—I don't know how how long she's been in it, but she seemed uh, really gifted, like really. I mean, it was there's there was a lot there that was kind of fun. Did she start stand-up in Taiwan? No, she's, I believe here, but wow. she had some great stuff about how, um, she, t- <laughs> it's, oh no, it's mainland. Her, that's right. Her, her parents are from mainland China. Yeah, you want to get there. that right. I think from, from what little I understand about Taiwan and China, you want to get that one right, Jackie. I want to get, I always want to get it right. And, uh, <laughs> and I will fail. <laughs> I'm the regular. And but because one of her bits was about how um one of the greatest things about the censorship on mainland China was uh that her mom had never seen her do stand up. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it was pretty well, fun. Can't Google her. That's good. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then That's um, cool. Yeah, and then did you get to see Borat? You were talking about it. Oh yeah. Okay. So first I I watched Ted Lasso this week. I cannot recommend it highly, more highly. It's so good. And I was annoyed by everyone saying how good it was. I was like, oh, sports, right? Just because it's a sports it, thing, but it's, but it's not a sports thing. It's, it's how you wish sports were and how you wish coaches were. And, and they, uh, the female characters are so good. It's really, really good and surprising. And, um, it makes you optimistic Apple, right? about people. Yes, it's on Apple. Apple That's Plus. Too bad. I don't have that. 
I'll figure out a way to get it. I mean, you're paying right. 160 a month for fucking Zoom. <laughs> you can get Apple. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can. Maybe someone who's I've given admin to, because uh, I have I could have 10 administrators, 10 licensed people who could have up to 300 people at a show. <laughs> what if that becomes your new job? You're just a professional Zoom just administrator, farming farming out <laughs> the seven remaining slots that I have. And, um, yes, but anyway, it was very good. Oh yeah, Lasso I totally recommend. And Borat was what I, I was willing to uh, watch it with my son on his 14th birthday, which will be Tuesday. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I like three minutes in, I was like, oh no, this is there's no way. I'm not he's not he's not watching this. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, but it was great. It was really funny, really dark and uh, brilliant and all that. I loved it. Oh, it I thought you were going to, ex- I thought the end of the story was, is that you, neither of you watched it, but nope. No, I watched the whole thing. I was through it. sitting by myself and laughing, cry laughing by myself, uh, which I haven't done in a year at least, you know, right. just laughing that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad con- you like content it. that somebody else made and not, at, you know, somebody falling. <laughs> well, <laughs> and yet it was, I mean, yeah. So that's, that stuff's never going to be for me, but I'm glad you liked it. Um, wow. That was very patronizing. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, feel my dungeons and dragons pain. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Friedman was one of the writers too. That's really Good. cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that and, was great. But, but it's essentially, it's all actors uh, doing sort of fake real, like there's, it's real people being it's asked. It's and, and, and an actress named Maria, I forget her last name, um, but she's, uh, I think she's Hungarian. And uh, so she plays his daughter and uh, they, you know. And it's just the two of them? Yeah, I mean, and then they, uh, yeah, yeah. The every everyone else is real. I think everyone else is real. That they sort of they book to come. That and they interact things. with. Yeah, yeah. But you saw the Giuliani clip, right? I did see the Giuliani clip. Yeah, that felt that felt gross and so Giuliani-ish. Even just yeah. the way he was patting her behind before he was laying down, that was enough for me. Where I'm like, no, no, dude. No, there's no touching. Yeah. If, uh, and weird. That's, that's um, another guy who's just, uh, has no one's ever said no. Or when they do, he finds a way around it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so he's lived a life this long of getting whatever he wants and he's used to it. So yeah. hopefully the IRA will come back and take care of him. <laughs> well, if we're, if we're doing callbacks, I forgot to tell you. So Nerd Poker, your name came up, of course, when... They were no. talking about how much they enjoyed this show. Oh. And I said, I tried to do that thing that you do mm-hmm. where I uh, made fun of you and it didn't work. Ha-ha. They just kept talking about how great you were. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Good. I had, I had a slam. I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's too bad. She's a monster or whatever. <laughs> and then it didn't work. So. Yay. Um, <laughs> Fuck, I just thought of something to talk about, and then it just left my mind. I should have written it down. Oh, by the way, I, I, was, I don't have any comedy goals. Like, okay, so I was, you know, earlier this week, I was so, I felt like I was a, a, a person in little pieces that weren't connected, but they were all hovering around each other, you know? Like, that's how I feel like I've like been a walking. a floating puzzle? Yes, but then okay. the pieces were cl- clicked in together. Yeah. And then I kind of was, you know, thinking about it. And, and one thing that's, that, you know, aside from everything else, with my mom and, you know, the quarantine and freaking out about the election and our economy, uh, it's just like, I used to have goals in a stand-up comedy, and now I don't. And it's it's so weird to just, you know... Just trying to be like I was always before this. Just trying to like I don't want to lose stand up, right? Uh, you know, I, I obviously can't pursue things of, as aggressively as other stand ups because of my kid and the and my job, right? But I still I want to be able to later, you know. So I want to yeah. keep it. I want to keep stand up and just do things slower, like I will, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now slower that's well, so you know funny. just at a slower no, no, pace I know. you know like yeah, yeah. turning out a, a, an album every other year i'm like every five four ten years mm-hmm. whatever you know what i mean um but now i just i don't know I, I i thought i was hoping to put together a late night set to to promote the album i was going to release and 
you know, now there's no really no late night comedy at the moment. And who knows when there will didn't be. Didn't Nate Bargatze do a set, though? I don't didn't know what's somebody... happening. I didn't watch it. So, but it obviously can't be a full crowd. So are you doing a set for, you know, a few people or Zoom or I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a hard, it's, you know, I yeah. think for everyone doing stand-up now or wanting to do stand-up or what, who was doing stand-up, you know, what are we supposed to be aiming for now? You know, I know it's, I, it is, it feels, and it, that's, that's actually, that's, mm, it's, it's tempting or not tempting, but it's, or it's, it's insidious to, to mm-hmm. think that we're sort of in stasis. Whoa. Right? Using Greek words. Okay. Yes. Um, I didn't. Uh, okay. So I'm in, but like, like, I feel like a fly in amber. A fly. <laughs> How, yes. What other literary? Anyway, so but it's it does feel like we're, or it can feel like we're not making any progress or we're not doing anything. But for quite honestly, when I did that show the other day and I did Boulder as well, and my current favorite, I literally don't want to do anything but that gender sexuality bit because it's coming together and I'm and I'm putting all the parts. They're kind of clicking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to force myself not to do it this afternoon because I'm going to do it tonight. And, um, but the, uh, but it is tighter. It is better that you have new material. There is mm-hmm. stuff happening. So there is, yeah. but it does feel like a glacier. But it's for like, what? What's it for? For more zoom shows? I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess so, but it's, gosh, it's, it's so weird to, to, to not have greater goals, I yes, suppose. Yes, to have like been, you know, we've been doing it 30 plus years. And so we're, even though the industry is constantly being upended, you know, like how, however, however old you were or whatever the industry was when you entered it, that's sort of how it stays in your brain. It's really hard to, it's hard, it's hard to shift, you know? Yeah. Um, like I, I still wish I, I, I look at other comics that are, you know, if they're shut out from certain goals they just go fuck you I'll do my own thing and they create their own thing and I'm like how come I don't have that where I'm like oh I guess I was shut out because I wasn't good enough let me go lose weight and work on something like I don't have that that fuck you thing that that right a lot of people do but the best fuck you thing is the people who create their own shows right right and have their own and yes and you do have that to some extent I think I mean you created this podcast oh I never there's never enough the (laughs) the whole inside of us oh my god yes Um, I did invent podcasting I forgot about that thank you Jackie you're welcome and the internet um (laughs) so today I also do but think about like David Rodriguez is working on opening a new comedy club right now in Fort Where? Collins. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's he's called it Club oh. Fort, uh-huh. and um, and he's put up. So he's been four walling it for probably six years or more, uh-huh. and he's one of the younger guys coming up, uh, Denver comic, uh-huh. and it's very funny. I did a podcast with him today, and he sent me a picture of of the club. The, he dropped the ceiling because it was uh-huh. an old punk rock music venue. Oh yeah in Fort Collins. And, um, and he's got a lease, but he signed the lease cause he thought that we were coming out of the first wave mm-hmm. and oh, we're not. Uh. And so he's like, but the, but the landlord's being super supportive and, and flexible. And so he is, but the good news is he gets to go in there and sort of rearrange it. Right. He gets to figure out what it looks like. And he sent me a, a picture of it and it looks like every great club you've ever worked. Right. Mm-hmm. It looks like um, it looks like that. Nice. That's Doesn't, pretty. Yeah, yeah. It looks like every club in the world. Sure. That is that I loved going back to it that that eventually stopped booking me. And then I had to strong arm my way in. Um, you you want to do a thing? Let's yeah, sure. Thing. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. It's my cue, right? Right now. <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm so excited. Function of Beauty's back. Guys, listen to me read this copy. Word for word, <laughs> like a pro. Function of Beauty creates shampoo, conditioner, and treatments formulated uniquely for you. Here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair. Then your customized formula is bottled and shipped just for you. Plus, their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They don't, they never use sulfates parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Please, please.
please share your experience. Oh, <laughs> my experience. You always read that. And You've I always want to get a fucking italics, please. <laughs> well, let me just tell you that I love it that you get to name it. I yes, love that you get to name it. And, and you get to put, pick the colors. Yeah. And you get to pick all the different things. Like if your hair is is needs to be softer, your hair needs to be mm-hmm. less oily or more oily. Whatever. I mean, whatever you want. By the way, the quiz is so simple and you just, you, they give you huge circles to click. It's, yeah, it's not difficult. You just click one of the circles and you're in, and then you just pick the color. I got, I got purple eucalyptus coming to me. Yeah. Functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie, and you get 20% off your first order and let them know you heard about it from our show. And because we, they're excited to know that anybody from functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie, they like that the Jackie Laurie means something. So yes. 20% off first order. Hold on guys. Here comes our call to action. We're calling you to do this. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie and take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's right. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Lordy for t- Jackie Lordy for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Lordy. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that. We got this. I feel inspired by my own reading of that call to action. <laughs> well, it's called you to action. It called us to talk about hair for about a minute and a half. That was kind of exciting. Yes. What about our comic of the week? Oh, what I was going to say, I, I, oh. I started swearing because I couldn't remember what I was going to say. I'm, yeah. I'm watching Alyssa Milano, who had COVID. She, do, you ever, do you ever look at the hashtag long-term COVID? No. Anytime you start feeling cavalier, check it out because it's, it's young people who recovered from COVID that are having long-term horrific effects. Alyssa Milano has a video where she's combing her hair. Globs of her hair are coming out just on one comb, just on one shower comb. Globs. I, I was like, that can't happen. My hair is all I have left of my youth. All right. I got to keep it all as long as I got it. Yeah. Oh my God. I am. um, Yeah. The whole hair thing is really, I mean, functional beauty is pretty good. I love it. I know you Um, do. Our comic of the week. I thought we did her. We didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah. She's great. Yes. I've seen her from the beginning. I just worked with her. It's Erica Rhodes, you guys. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I've known Erica Rhodes probably seven or eight years now. Yeah. So I've seen her come up from, from early days and, uh, she's knocking it out now. She's just, it's, it's tight. It's smart. It's, uh, silly. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. All the things. Yep. And, um, yeah, she's got, uh, kids got a bright future. You got to find this Erica Rhodes is what I'm saying. (laughs) Is it at Erica Rhodes? It is indeed. And it's R-H-O-D-E-S like Rhodes scholar. There you go. And E-R-I-C-A like Erica. Mm -hmm. We did it. We talked about that thing now. Yeah. All right. You know what? You reminding me about rent, about comedy clubs. I talked to another club owner this week who... Type it. Okay. I think I told you this on... um, On the text? Yes. Oh, that guy. Yes. He's been paying full rent for his club that's been closed since March. Full fucking rent. No. How are people supposed to stay in business like this? That is well, ridiculous. Yeah. And that, and yeah, cause I'm sure that the town that that's in is going to give that, that place where it's at property tax break. I, I'm sure I that, no that, idea. that will come but, up. Well, but cause the lobbying on that is very real that business, uh, like landowners or property owners are like, well, we can't afford to pay, pay property tax. Oh really? Yeah. Because of COVID and, and you're like, well, but if you've been charging people full price, and that guy's club is not big, 
And he yeah. was the one I was so psyched about because he's always been super frugal and super smart yes. from the time he opened it. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a bummer. Um, you know, that, is, that makes it, yeah. that makes it, and ugh, all the fucking work it takes to open a comedy club. I can't imagine. Right. And to, mm-hmm. to not have the, have, have help from your local authorities, you know, do you think you'll ever change your mind and want to open a comedy club? Um, it would have to be not in the United States. This would be, yeah. Wow. I mean, why would you open a club here? You know? Well, I mean, post, you know, in five years. No. I don't even know why I even posited that. No, I would never open a comedy <laughs> club. Because I never want to. Because that's no, why I, don't I was just, yeah. It seems like an awful lot of work. Yeah. But it's, but I love the people who love it, right? Yeah. When I think, when I was talking to Lewis a couple of weeks ago, and I was telling him that, you know, the clubs that are open right now, mm-hmm. and and there's, you know, I think about Comedy Works. Downtown right. Comedy Works isn't open, but South is. And it's the only, and they've essentially focused all of their attention on making that a safe place. Okay. To so have like, stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what the percentages are, but I know that they're wiping everything, you know, everything. What? <laughs> It's it's more airborne than touching, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like they, they say, if you're in a plane now, it's it's pretty safe to be in an airplane because they recirculate all the air in three minutes. Um, how how expensive is it to to retrofit all these clubs or any sort of room so that the air is recirculated that quickly? You know? Oh wow, that does sound that sounds expensive. It sounds incredibly but, expensive. Yeah, but oh, my point was just going to be that that. It's 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 like we're still doing stand up in in this limited fashion in this other yeah. fashion. They're still putting up stand up in that limited fashion because they feel and those are club owners that love stand up. Sure. And I don't and I love stand up but not from that angle. So I appreciate that somebody <laughs> loves it from that angle. Yes, that much. yes, for sure. Yeah. And um, I know cuz you know they can't be making money on these shows that are at 25% capacity. I just right. you know Yep. So I'm so uh, worried for the future of the stand-up comedy club business, you know, <laughs> which uh, yep. has its many flaws. But it's it, you know there there's nothing like headlining a packed room and killing. There's really yeah. nothing like it. It's so fun, man. And memories keep coming up, and mm-hmm. things, and just pictures with people, and so many. And every photo I see where everyone's just packed, I'm like. I, I have a visceral reaction where I just got to back off from it. I know like, it's going to take a while before just general, gen, just the average person is going to feel comfortable being yeah. in a crowd. I think I, I went to, um, to target or something. I had to go mm-hmm. to a target and I was like, too many people. I can't, <laughs> I, I'm going to be in the car. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So the the other interesting thing that happened family wise uh, and and Dork Forest wise is that my mm-hmm. brother Russ taped an episode of the Dork Forest, and I'm going to get Jen Kirkman to tape the next episode of the Dork Forest regarding Christmas Hallmark movies. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen any of them? I've seen one and a half. Maybe I don't think I ever had uh, the Hallmark Channel. They are. Two one dimensional. It's um, amazing. My brother Ross has a, a he's an econ professor, right, at the University of Wisconsin, and um, your family is so smart about money. All of you guys. Uh, uh, thank you, Elliot Cation. Anyway, but um, I mean, it's astonishing. Okay, go ahead. It is. Uh, my aunt Alice has been known to say uh, regularly, "It's amazing. None of you children are dead." <laughs> and um it's like it's amazing that you aren't i mean she w- the, w- there was trouble early on and we've all turned out just fine do you Even, think that's because nancy cation swept in and uh got you kids online or you headed that way anyway i think well i, th- I think that rot like people like russ and darla mm-hmm. would have ended up because they you know if you're looking at the real estate section when you're nine, uh, you're oh going to be God. fine. You're going to be. You're, I have so oh, many no. pictures of Ross and Darla reading the newspaper when they're children. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the green pages. <laughs> it's not the comics. And, um, but the, um, yeah, but so, but Russ, he's a, 
he's hilariously he has made a spreadsheet about Hallmark movies. And just mm. his throwaway lines. This is this is the, my my favorite line in the in the movie is this thing in in the episode was him talking about how the average Hallmark movie takes two weeks to shoot. That's why there's God. no there's no B plot. They can't afford right. it. It's like the Tyler Perry of holiday movies. Oh they my cost, God. They they're uh, they cost two mil. Wait, is it two million dollars to make? They take two weeks to shoot, and the lead actress gets two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. On, this is all on average, right? Right, right. And the the women who are the the actresses are like from Party of Five and from like all these different uh, shows and starlets. They're little they're TV starlets, and um, they, but they do like three to five of them. He has a spreadsheet with 149 movies on it. Hmm. And um, and I asked him if he would pick the f- for five favorites because I he d- he didn't want to run out of stuff to talk about. And he said, I said, pick your five favorites. And he goes, that's like picking my favorite Pringle. What are you nuts? <laughs> and so, but the thing, uh, but the weird thing is, is the male actors never repeat. Hmm. And the women repeat, but uh, the movies, but the men are always. And I said, do they all look alike? And he said, yeah, they're six foot two with good hair. Now I'm starting Every to like this business model. Yeah, the business model is ridiculous. I met a woman one time at a party who wrote Lifetime ones. Yeah. And she she was dead inside. She literally she was ah! <laughs> Wait, she didn't write them, she directed them. And okay. uh, and and I said, "What are the, what's it like?" And she said, "There there there there's nothing there. There's mm. no there's no And and I was like, "So I can't wait to talk to Jen Kirkman about how much she likes them." Um, and uh so yeah, that's all. That just made me think of the female directors on Better Call Saul and how what what an awesome script they were given and you know how how many episodes of Better Better Call Saul are there? There are five seasons. Did I tell you this okay. last last week that there are five seasons and I started it because I thought there were only five seasons. And as it's wrapping up the last one, I'm like, how are they gonna this thing's got 12 minutes left. How are they going to finish this whole thing up? And then I, I get online. There's there's a sixth season that's being delayed because <laughs> of COVID. So now i got to wait like everybody else. I thought I was going to have the whole thing handed to me. Oh, right. it's so bad. So so yeah. five seasons at 20. So there's 120 episodes it's a so 16 so. episode a season for AMC. Oh, Okay. Okay, so, so <laughs> wow, the expert weighs in. I'm right, right. <laughs> oh, right. So there's only like 80 episodes. Okay. How many how many women uh, directors do you think? Well, I didn't keep track, but there was well, a lot of female directors and writers and executive producers and written bys, and it's uh, noticeable. 149 Hallmark movies, seven women directors. Oh, that's not good. Nope. Nope. And the other thing that, yeah. <sighs> Let's do another break. Let's do okay. a, a, a max fun break. Hi. Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Lara House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny. Do you have a lot of sets this week? I don't think I do, but here's what I do have. Uh, the announcement that I am not you. How about that? I have been on multiple. I've been DMing with somebody who were, who was like, and refer, thought I was you and started using my name in the DM with me. As, <laughs> as, as, like, as she said like a, a you and Lori. I'm like, what? But you uh, see my name in the DM, right? We're different people and we only met five years ago. Stop acting like we're (laughs) twins who've known each other for 55 fucking years. We're very separate. Uh, Now you know my pain because quite honestly, uh, you've always, you're fancier than I am, though I'm catching up. (laughs) Damn. Bam. Interesting. I know. That SBA loan. Yeah. Makes you feel fancy in your bank account. Mm-hmm. They already offered me the opportunity to start paying it off early if I want to. 
Oh, I have yet to get that. I just got uh, a letter. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I got to pay this back. <laughs> yep. And uh, interesting. Then uh, mm-hmm. all I know is that I did my taxes with my tax preparer, and we paid in a little, and then we just got a refund. And I was like, what is happening? Uh, I appreciate it. I mean, better to overpay than under and have yeah. to come up with more money. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, I soon have to repair my roof. Oh, really? Yeah, get a new roof. And uh, I just had, I have a, an attic, as we all do. If you have a roof, you have an attic. And um, I had to get new insulation put in there because I guess the previous insulation was newspapers from the 1950s. And that's oh. why. Though <laughs> so each room was its own ecosystem. And, mm-hmm. you know, my mom would always complain that her room was too hot when the rest of the house was normal. And uh, okay. so now it's, so now just in time, I've fixed the, fixed the, uh, the insulation. So I'm sure she'll enjoy yeah. it instead. Anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, Jackie didn't pay attention to that entire conversation. She's busy doing things and now she's pretending that she did listen, is trying to come up with a generic comment to make it sound like she's paying attention to me, but she didn't. She disappeared. <laughs> oh, she's back. Caught you. I was, I was pretending to snore while you. <laughs> uh, it was fun for me. Um, what do we have? 10 minutes? What's left? Uh, yeah. Almost uh, exactly I, 10. I'm reading uh, this book called, uh, is it the long pedal by the sea or the, the pedal by the sea? It's a, Isabella Allende. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh my God. It's so good. Like it, That's I've cool. never really considered Chile as a place to visit. And now I'm all in. I practically have a plane ticket. It's uh, very, it's a, it's a great cool. novel. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's uh, I've been, this is not anything like reading Isabella Allende, mm-hmm. uh, but I on Disney plus have been watching a series of docuseries that are called wild. And then the name of a country. And so I watched okay. all of wild India oh. and that was fascinating. And I want to go to different parts of India and, uh, and every, and now I'm watching wild Sri Lanka and, mm-hmm. um, and I watched something else, but every time I'm watching it, I say, I want to go there. And he's like, Look closely at the film work and see how many mosquitoes are pictured. I don't want to go there. He doesn't want to go anywhere where there are swarms and swarms of mosquitoes. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, all right. It's uh, so we went to Vietnam. Could you go in the winter? We could maybe we go in the winter when it's not as lush. but there are there are clubs in India. I mean, I don't know if there are now, but in general, there there are comedy clubs in parts of India. You know? Yeah, there's expats everywhere, and mm-hmm. everybody speaks English. And so, um, how how lucky are we that we speak the lingua franca of the world? Right. Um, pretty amazing, quite honestly. We're so, we're so lucky our our country uh, colonized so many other helpless countries. Yes, our empire was such. Uh, we came from empire, we really become our own empire. We are the luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was. I don't know. I I I'm so exhausted. I don't even know that I want to go to to magic castle and do a set but i desperately want to do a, an outside show dude you got to it'll yeah. it's 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 cool i had to cancel cool. an outside set next week because of or week after next because a stream of blood thing i'm doing with Jared Logan. Your period oh okay now i'm um <laughs> uh, well, you know in advance that it's yeah. coming that's amazing mm-hmm. sure um no i'm uh i'm doing that show and, oh and <laughs> The guy that books it, he goes, Jackie had to cancel. Do you still want to do it? Yes, I'm not her. I'm not her. Well, it's lovely that they think that we want to hang out. It's it's because I want to do it more now. <laughs> right? They don't know that if I call you, you're like, save it. That's <laughs> uh, what you learned at puppy school. Drop it. <laughs> Drop it. Sit gentle i want to pet your dog again she's uh she attacked you last time i i oh, felt bad 
Well, no, no, she's just a, she's just a mouth. She's a mouthy puppy. She loves people that tail is wagging whenever anyone crosses her path. Yes. And she just happens to be, you know, uh, a Tyrannosaurus Rex of a jawbone. That's all. (laughs) And so she, she's, and she's a chewy dog because she's a pup. Mm-hmm. And you just got to go, no, this is not the chewing thing. This is the chewing thing. <laughs> Hand her the rope that's sitting right in front of her. She could pick it up herself. Yeah. Uh, and one day she will. And she'll say, I want to play tug of war. And that'll be a glorious day for Jackie Cation and Charmy <laughs> the dog. I've been, um, I've been doing postcards, sending postcards to voters in Wixom, Michigan, and Grand Blanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've been to our Jackie. You're doing more than me. Because I was supposed to do this phone bank thing and get trained how to do phone bank to call Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But I have had for the last two weeks uh, a sore throat, scratchy, scratchy throat. I thought, I thought that went away because of the air purifier. It's, uh, it was better. And then, but what I'm doing, like, like this is the sixth hour that I'm on Zoom today. It's a lot. It's hard on your throat. It is. Right. It's just too much it's shouting into the internet. It doesn't feel yes. like you ever hit the back wall, quite honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes. so yes. it's it's what it is. But I will say that, um, and plus, I've just been, I, I, I've, been, I've been sleeping more too, which is good. I'm just trying to get a little bit of rest. And I, I exercised for a day and a half. So these are all. <laughs> What'd you do? What'd you do? I did a 20 minute workout that I found online. And then, oh, okay. um, yeah, there's a four minute. It was so funny. Cause the guy's like, so jump rope or, um, do jumping jacks for four minutes to, to warm up. And you don't have to do them quickly. You just have to do them. And he's like, and if you don't actually have a jump, a, ro- a jump rope, uh, just pretend to jump rope. And, um, it turns out my boobs want to knock my eyeball out when I jump up and down <laughs> I and know. I don't like it. I don't oh, like I it. I hate it. I hate it. So, uh, I just essentially just jogged for four yes. minutes to warm up yeah. and, um, at a pace that would keep my breasts in a normal sort of not a bam. Just Jackie, out. There's a couple of yoga poses that I almost suffocate in every single time. <laughs> I just, I unbelievable. agree. Agree. Oh my God. I, and I also saw a picture of myself, uh, when I was like 14 or 15 and Nancy Cation was telling me that I was fat and I'm Aww. like, I was not fat. If I would still be that we would all win. Uh, <laughs> but the, showbiz I, would want those moms in that era. They thought they were doing us a favor. Yeah. And yeah. they were not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I will have to say that I feel like we're real close here, Kyle. We are within two minutes. Tell me a goal that you would like to have. Would you like to have a goal? Would you ever want your own panel show? Would you want to do, uh, would you, how great would it be if we could just call up Netflix to that guy, Jay, Jack, what's his name? And just go, can I do a special? And he'd say yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Cause it's, it's what we can do with other clubs, other Maybe I'll put that on my vision board. It's like, this is the thing I spent like a lot of time on is stand up. You know what's driving me nuts is Deadline and other Hollywood Reporter are describing things as comedy specials and they're not. They're not how, like we think of a comedy special, we think it's stand up. Yeah. We need to get clear on the language so I don't have a heart attack (laughs) when Regina King, who's a brilliant actress, is given a comedy special. I'm like, no, that sounds like a variety special. Please oh, don't she's say doing comedy. a variety. Yes, that's fine. Don't don't yeah. get don't make me hate the industry again. Yeah. Just say variety. Or be mad at Regina King, who deserves everything that yes, anyone could she's possibly great. She deserves her. everything. Yeah. But could the industry look at these comics? All of these comics we see on Zoom are still trying to practice it and still trying to stay in it. Could, could, is that a place where you would go to look for stand-up, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, it would be. And I think about the places I do get to call, you know, and say, can I get a set? Some of them are feel fancy, right? Yeah. Some of them, like, now, I, like a, a Zoom in, set now? Well, no. Um, in, well, Zoom Well, Zoom set, no, I, I don't. Okay, what were you talking about? Then? I was talking about in real life. Like, I could probably, you know, talk to... You know, I could get sets at I could get a weekend at 
if I want. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful space. That's oh, a nice. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're doing a lot of, they're doing some, some mixed stuff. Somebody told me that they did a, um, a standup show and they, they, they used different words and they didn't call it a, uh, speaking of, speaking of dialogue, they didn't call it a live event. They called it a production. Okay. All right. And so that meant that they could have 20 people in the building. And so t- 10 of those people or 12 of them were audience and the rest of it was whatever it was. Okay. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.